Every year, 280,000 veterans separate from the armed forces, and 75% of them do it without a job lined up. And while the transition from active service back to civilian life often involves a thousand challenges already, translating the skills honed by the military to a career can be incredibly difficult. Esker's director of sales, Dan Reeve, recently sat down with Raleigh Wilkins, the founder of Sales Platoon, to discuss the opportunity presented by this unique talent pool and how his company helps train veterans to start careers in B2B sales at companies like Esker. I'm Scott Leahy, and this is Esker On Air. Hey folks, I'm Dan Reeve, and I help lead sales for Esker North America. Today I was welcoming Raleigh Wilkins, uh, leader of Sales Platoon, to join us. And we ourselves have come across Sales Platoon recently. Raleigh um, made us aware there was an opportunity to bring in veterans. We brought in a couple of Air Force veterans to our sales team, uh, and that's working well. So I thought it was a great opportunity to in- interview Raleigh, share what he sees, uh, and share could Sales Platoon be something that might be uh, a value add to your own organization? Uh, so Raleigh, thanks for joining us. Good to see you. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Dan. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, all good. Um, so, Rally, maybe we should go back. You know, both we both served time in the um, respective militaries. I think, you know, I, I, I managed to wangle alone to the U.S. military, so I saw a little bit mm-hmm. of time in the U.S. military. Um, speaking of your background, so, I, um, you know, you've had a, a successful background both in the military and in uh, uh, leading sales organizations. So can you tell us a bit about what you did in the military and then what you, what you did in, in sales? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So thanks. You know, as you know, we got to know each other through one of our cohort members who came through and actually found your background and uh, LinkedIn and did an outreach and, you know, figured out and we had this conversation and who knew we had so much in common, but Right. It's always good to, to find that common ground. So, yeah, I, I served active duty in the United States Marine Corps. I was six years active duty. Um, I spent uh, time uh, as two tours overseas in Okinawa. Um, got out in 2001, two-ish time frame. So I'd gotten out and then I did a little bit of time in the reserves after that. And the challenge was leaving active duty. I was essentially re-entering the workforce but I had no idea how to do it. Um, You know, I'd been for the last six years operating under a completely different guidance system than most of the people that are out there. And so, you know, it took me a few years. I had almost five jobs in that first three years before I found my way into a career in sales. Did not know that corporate sales was gonna be for me. I thought I was gonna be a maritime lawyer when I first got out. That's why I got out to go to law school. (laughs) And then I, after that, I thought I was gonna be in marketing. So I was the last person in the world that thought he was gonna go into sales, failed miserably at it, was uh, like number 485 out of 500 reps in my first six months, really setting the world on fire. Um, And hit this crisis point, it was like, okay, somebody's going to be successful in this role. Why not me? What am I not knowing? And the problem was I tried to take the experience I had in the military, combine it with a little bit of BSC sales experience I had, the business consumer selling vacuums door to door, and it failed in the business world. And I couldn't figure out why. And eventually figured it out, um, ended up rising to the top five within 12 months of doing some things that we'll talk about. Um, It's number five out of almost 500 reps um, went from making, as you can imagine, you know, five figures to, you know, low, mid six figures selling. And I realized this is a transformation, you know, 
Right. Uh, and then from there, I went into sales management and figured that out and worked my way up to SVP of sales. So, you know, from companies from startups to NASDAQ, um, we took two companies to sale. So very interesting experience. Got a chance to train thousands of reps. Um, loved creating new high performers. And that's, you know, that was my background and mission when I came out. So, you know, I'd like to say the Marine Corps saved my life. Uh, you know, I was headed for a life of petty crime and misdemeanors. And, uh, right. <laughs> and my grandmother said, uh, it's either the monastery or the Marine Corps for you. And I'm pretty sure the priests don't want you. Right. So, uh, but sales transformed generationally my family and uh, the opportunities that I've been able to do have and now to empower others. So. What about the new mission? Um, and by the way, I can, I can relate. When I came home from Iraq, I remember... I was out for eight months, deployed to six, and I remember thinking, "Can I go back to Eska? Can I can I still do that job? You know, it's been six months, and and the world, you know, I think what folks don't realize is when when you get deployed or, or you go away on a, a course in the military, the world continues to spin. Yet when we go and get deployed, we we kind of assume, well, the world back home will be just the same, and that's often not the case. So even for a short deployment there, I I I felt a little bit unsettled. Fortunately, Esker was very good to me. They, they they really welcomed me back, and heck, even the, um, the C-suite folks were writing me letters out there in, in in Iraq, and I was like, wow, this is you know, um, even folks who didn't necessarily agree with the the, the 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 tour of duty or the campaign I was on were were supportive. So that was um, you know, I've always appreciated that about Esker. Anyway, and and then I managed to out <laughs> a little bit, get 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 realigned and, and get on with a job. And 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 um, speaking of the mission. So what's the mission now? I mean, I get this isn't the impression I get with Sales Platoon. This isn't a a money making venture for you. Clearly, you know, you're a smart smart guy and you're looking to to to, to be efficient and to grow an organization that that does well. But I get the impression there's a bigger holistic mission of what you're trying to do for um, these candidates and and potentially the companies that that may that, that may give them give them an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, it was, Daniel. And I didn't start out, you know, to create sales platoon. I started out, I left, you know, what I consider my sales active duty career as an SVP of sales and wanted to go help companies solve business problems. And one of the challenges that I was solving for was leadership development. The other one was around the idea of, you know, uh, how do we scale? So, you know, how do we how do we scale effectively and efficiently? And invariably, what it boiled down to was, do we have the right people? You know, do we have the right people in the right roles at the right time? And has our mission and our change? So I went down this kind of rabbit hole for a few years of diagnostics and diagnostic testing and leadership training and all the rest. Fundamentally, the question kept coming back to me from sales leaders. This is all great. and really appreciate all this, Raleigh. But where did you find your talent? Hmm. How did you get how did you build teams? And invariably, it was a hallway conversation. And I'd say, look, if you're if you're going on a fishing trip and you're fishing the same place everybody else is, you're going to go and it's going to be fished out. Mm -hmm. But what if there was a new pond, a new lake, a new river that you could go to? So I would always go to my recruiters and recruiters are really good. You know, in any company I've been at, I love what recruiters do. They really help an organization. But we give them an almost impossible task in sales. We say, hey, recruiter, here's what we want you to do. We know we're going to give you a technical job description. Go and find this person. You're Cisco certified, you know, whatever it is, right? Coding, you know, programmer, uh, accountant. And they can look at a resume and the certifications and go, okay, I got it. I know what I need to hire and do it. You tell them to go find a salesperson. You might as well say, hey, I want you to go find our next PGA Tour player, but they've never played golf, but you got to look at them play volleyball and see if they would be a good golfer. It's like, 
there's it's a strange world that we put them in and so there's all these arbitrary things so eventually what i found was that if i was new in an organization and i went to the recruiter and said give me a stack of your resumes that you've rejected in the last 30 days ones that didn't even make it to my desk i would invariably find my next couple of higher performers in there because they were non-traditional and i was looking for the things that we look for the intangibles the drive the determination the resiliency right is i as i often say almost never do i hire somebody because i believe they can already do the job i hire them because i believe they can learn to do the job mm. and that they're going to stick it out because every company is different every company has nuance mm. and so when i started hiring for that piece and using behavioral traits and figuring out how to do that invariably it came back to military right it came back to athletes you know, and it came back to people who had that ability to connect, right? And so when you think about our military, you think, okay, well, why is military a good fit for sales? I mean, the military spends money, it doesn't make it. And, you know, so pause there for a second. You know, there was a real need outside of the May to August hiring frenzy that happens to find high quality early career sales talent. But where do you go find it when colleges only graduate once a year and Susie Sorority and Frankie Fraternity are only available summertime or post? Mm. You know, and so is there a different set? So let's let's imagine there is. And so I started doing my research and I found out that of the active duty people in the U.S. military, there's 280,000 people a year that augment out every single year. That is an untapped employee resource for most companies because mm. usually the credits don't transfer well. Right. I was a combat journalist admin and I was you know, stationed with the air wing and artillery. And so it's like, I, I mean, what are you going to do with that? You know, I can mm -hmm. blow stuff up, write a story about it. You know, it's like mm -hmm. not, a, not a whole lot of need. So but you wouldn't naturally think that. And so but those 280,000 people leave active duty every year. 53 uh, percent of them are under the age of 25. Ninety three percent of them don't have college degrees. So they come off active duty and they're, in, like you said, reentering the world four, six, eight, 12, 20, 30 years later. And they spent that period of time learning a core ethos, skill set, transformative through boot camp, followed the UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice, had a different mission team than self. They have a hard time self actualizing. They don't know what a career in revenue operations means. And they think that sales is essentially you know, going to go annoy somebody or sell them a car. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand how critical that is. And so, you know, companies could go directly to the military and hire them if they have a really good onboarding program. The challenge is it's not just about teaching technical skill set. It's about unlearning, relearning and learning again. I have mm -hmm. to unlearn the military way. I have to unlearn the organizational hierarchy. I, I, it is a very diverse and equitable group, but they need that transformation. And so I said, there's got to be a company out here doing it. I found three or four companies that said they did it. I went an inch deep and as a sales leader, I'm like, okay, this is ineffective. This is a one week training, you know, where they're just giving them some basic, you know, and that, nothing nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you're gonna learn to play golf, you should watch the PGA, you should do YouTube. But at some point, sales is really an apprenticeship. You have to learn it by doing it. And mm -hmm. it helps if you learned it from somebody who's done it before. Mm -hmm. And, I think my, my experience says yeah. most salespeople will not follow, will reluctantly follow a leader who has not had some experience and some success you know they need some stripes they need some battle honors just like in the military if you um okay you follow a leader who has uh, been promoted done the course is is a great servant leader but you you have someone in your regiment that's been to war been been awarded and recognized i remember my first regimental sergeant major he was a falklands war veteran and 
everybody listened very intently every time he spoke. I mean, he was in charge of 600 men and ladies. And, you know, we paid a lot of attention because we knew he had been there and earned his stripes the hard way. Yeah, and it's the same thing. I mean, because in sales, you're essentially transferring knowledge and it's applied knowledge. So in the military, U.S. military, we use terms like TLO and ELO, terminal learning objective, enabled learning objective. I can learn what sales is by taking sales courses and getting certified in any methodology I want. Actually being able to apply that is the difference between understanding what an M16A2 service rifle is and then being able to deploy it from the 500 yard lines and shoot something the size of a watermelon from five football fields away. Doing it is a heck of a lot harder than being able to regurgitate information. And so you have to have a laboratory essentially for them to learn. And what are most salespeople's laboratory? Their first sales job. And then what are they at the beck and call of? How good is the onboarding? How solid is it? You know, do we have a regimented sales onboarding program? And then specifically, do we know how to deal with non-traditional students like military? Do we know how to take them and transform what they've done? Mm -hmm. And that becomes fundamentally the problem is even if you get good, good talent, you know, there's a Gallup studies just came out in 2019. It was the largest workforce study done of its kind. And they found that on the data hire, most employee engagements right around 100 percent. Within 90 days, that falls to 30 percent. Wow. And so why is that? Why do we lose seven out of 10 people? And when they look and boil it down to the summer to the last, you find I don't like my job because I don't like my boss. I don't like my team and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And if you're thinking about learning a new culture, a new company and learning sales, who do we usually rely on? Frontline sales manager. How much training did I get as a first time frontline sales manager on how to onboard reps different than me? I earned my stripes by learning how to do it. And so just like you said, you know, again, if Marine Corps boot camp was just a physical fitness place, then we could hire contractors to come in, PE teachers, former NFL athletes, and they could train U.S. Marines. But we don't do that. We use U.S. Marines to train U.S. Marines because they've already gone through it and they actually have a good sense of what it means to be a Marine. And that's why you become a Marine. And I believe somebody becomes a salesperson the same way they become a Marine. It's a transformational event where they start to learn how to help people solve complex business problems, but you can't do it by reading a book, can't do it by watching videos. Right. No, I, though I think we would both agree that when we look at traits, ability to persevere, ability to study and apply skills, uh, ability to, to, you know, to be coached and coachable, um, as we look at these sort of things, in particular for sales or taking people in and giving them an opportunity in sales, they're key. And I, and I think it's the traits that, I mean, there's nothing to say that every every person coming from the military wants a job in sales. But for those open to it, those seeking a new opportunity, for those who've been through your program, I think we both agreed that it's the tr the drive, the tenacity, the, the the willingness to be able to get on and work with people, even if you don't like them. Myself yeah. and my best man didn't like one another for the first five years until we found ourselves on a survival exercise and realized we need to work well. We need to team up and, and, and help each other out here, you know. And so I think that's important in sales as well is the, the ability to work not just well for the and for and with the customer, but the ability to work well with your, your, your colleagues, your teammates, other departments. Um, and on top of that, I think what you're doing is you're providing uh, training and, and skills specific so that when when, for example, the two gentlemen who joined us, when they joined us, they came with quite a, a, a compact sales training or cadre, as, as, you, as, as, as you describe it. Can you tell us just a little bit about what's in that? What, what are you training the vets on? Yeah. So, you know, it's 
think of, you know, what it takes to become a modern seller. And essentially, you know, it's like I said, an apprenticeship. So first of all, we work with people who are coming off active duty. And so we have them full time. So they're immersive. They're not like one hour a day. They are full time with us. And so we start from the fundamentals. What is corporate America going to be like? What is the transition experience? Um, disrupting their patterns of thinking. What is selling really, right? Nobody buys what a product does. They buy what a product does for them. What does that mean? How do you actually present information? What's the difference between a complex sell and a transactional sell? And so there's a lot of theory that goes into that. So I designed a course. It's 160 hours of instructor-led material that we do over that 12 weeks. So it is highly intense as far as mm -hmm. what they're learning. So if you take all the things that I learned in my life, um, you know, I was at CV when we published Challengers. So we used Challengers, Sandler, Miller-Hyman, QBS, Spin Selling, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Think and Grow Rich, um, mm -hmm. Jeb Blunt, you know, all that stuff. And you think, okay, you distill it down. What do you really need to know? And so there's really three pieces to it. There's a sales acumen, which is what is selling, persuasion, how do you do that? How do you influence, right? Selling authenticity. There's the tools that you're going to use to do that in a modern stack. And you have to know how to use them. Just like a Marine is only as good as his rifle, a rifle is only as good as the Marine. You know, the same thing, you know, do it that you have to use that experience of having those tools. And then they need to be applied inside a real life, real live fire experience. So when they do get deployed in the military there, you know, I'm not thinking about rear side aperture and front aiming posts. I'm thinking there's a target that needs to be acquired. Right. And it's not even thinking. So we start with the fundamental, the baseline education. But by week four, they're on the phones using connect and sell. And we partner with other military organizations. So they're calling to rep this company, Veteran Roasters Coffee. And it's a tough call. They're calling in the middle of the day to an auto dealership, usually when they don't want to take the call about what, who are you using for your coffee right now? And they right. get slaughtered. Right? right. And again, it's we vet the heck out of them up front. So I use culture index. We use um, a couple of different, you know, personality and then trade assessments, um, uh, right. perception, perception, predict, whatever. But we use them and I interview them three behavioral interviews and we do a go, no go exercise as well. And that's if they can even get this sold off on their command. So before they even enroll in our program, they've already been pretty well vetted, plus the military and the military honorable discharge and all that good stuff. But when we're training them, it's a four phase program. So it's a minimum of 12 weeks. Phase one and phase two occur in the first four weeks, and that's the 160 hours. So as they learn something, they do it. So we teach LinkedIn and they go to LinkedIn, learn how to prospect. That's how, you know, the rep found you. Um, they learn how to write a 300 character message. You know, but we pay for and have all of their licenses. So they're learning LinkedIn, LinkedIn Sales Navigator, um, Connect and Sell, Discover.org, Zoom Info, um, you know, I'm trying to think what else, uh, Zoom. So they're running all this, they're learning how to run meetings. Phase three is a split day. So in the morning, we still do training. And then in the afternoon, we do um, practical applications, small group breakouts, we break them up into teams. And then they operate as a small sales team or fire team. And they're going out to the prospect and, help with the, you know, selling the veteran roasters coffee or promoting sales platoon or any of other our partners. And then in phase four, they're executing as a sales team. So they're going through their interviews, they're pitching, they're calling CEOs, C-suite at major fortune 5,000 companies, and then building those relationships using the tools and techniques that we do. So by the time they graduate, they've done a monthly business review, a quarterly business review. They've done call blocks. They understand how to overcome objections. They built pipeline. They have 
basically gone through the first 90 days onboarding that you would do inside your organization. So when they show up, you should just have to teach them how to use Asker. Well, I think that's interesting because, uh, and we have a definite, many many have said to me that the culture at Esker is, is significant focus on, uh, and deliberate focus on training, um, re- mm-hmm. rehearsing, just like, hey, we always have to practice normal safety procedures, and you're always cleaning your weapon, um, and you're doing that and, and continually through your military career. But here at Esker too, we try to make sure that we don't forget the fundamentals. We're always exploring other sales uh, traits and, and communication skills and, 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 and philosophies, many of which you described, Jeb Blunt, uh, great author, uh, Sandler, of course, uh, the Sandler sales philosophy. Um, so we're always trying to sort of innovate and, and, and use these and then build upon them. So what I what, what I saw from the, the gentleman and your, who we hired through your program is they came hungry, focused, driven to learn, humble uh, and then on top of that I, I look at it and think well that condensed course when does the sales rep ever get that now i was fortunate 20 years ago when i started my sales career that esca said we we pay for an organization in the uk that, that used to do something similar now they took graduates and trained them for five weeks and put them through a, a smaller boot camp and they hired very successful vps of sales to do that so i'm, I'm, I'm a fan of this 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 methodology and then, of course, being an ex-veteran, when, when, when you sort of dangled the carrot and I saw, OK, there's some hungry, driven folks here that have probably been through the grinder, know what a tough day really is. And I'm like, great, they would probably stand up well and, um, and, and do well in, in a corporate environment where, you know, it can be pressured too, a uh, different type of pressure. And, you know, and, and to be fair, there are times that ESCO, if we have a tough, a tough day or, you know, a pressured period, I'll remind myself. This is every day here is, you know, every bad day here is, 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 is you know, not, not, and there's very few of them, but every bad day here is, 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 is easy, you know, compared to the military. It's a good day here, you know, compared, you know, compared to, you know, the, the, the tough times in the military. Um, yeah. Not all tough times, you know, many, many, many good times as well. So, yeah, and it's, you, just talk, you touched on it. And so it's like that motivation and mindset is a core part of what we're doing. So. Just like when you were, I'm sure when you went through boot camp and, you know, when you went through your training in the army, the British army, you know, same thing in the Marine Corps boot camp, there's an ethos that you want to instill. And so there's a lot of these pull aside talks about what is a career in sales really going to be? How do you manage your career? How do you assimilate? You know, how do you work in a world without ring structure, uniform, UCMJ? You know, how do you start to lead? How do you become inquisitive? And so there's a really two parts to that. And you mentioned it earlier. It's, it's a hard thing for me. You know, uh, you know, on the one side, I have military veterans who are coming off active duty and they're underemployed or unemployed when they come off and there is an opportunity for them. And on the other side, you got sales leaders who are hungry for talent but don't know how to find it because, again, it's like trying to find that PGA Tour player because they played volleyball. They're going to be good at golf. Like, I don't know. Right. Right. And, you know, and it's it's very expensive. So de-risking that is important. You know, we lose. 15 to 25 percent of the candidates that start with us Mm. so they start day one and they go yeah sales sounds awesome raleigh i love your story i want to learn how to earn i want to do that they get into it and in those first two phases they go you know what not interested this is not what i want we'll augment them into like sales ops roles you know sales admin roles administrative roles marketing roles we still continue to work with them but we explained that sales is a whole lot more than just being the person that's calling and setting appointments. Like you have client sales, account managers, 
you know, you can go into sales management. Right. But, right. you know, again, at first I was really upset because, like you said, it was like, geez, you know, I'm bringing these people in. I spent all this money on licenses to get them trained. I'm not charging the vet, you know. And so it's like, how am I going to turn this into something that could be self-sustaining? And right. now we're losing people. And then I realized, well, that's kind of a benefit, actually. You know, it's like, hey, Dan, we already took the attrition for you. The mm -hmm. people, the wannabes from the can-dos, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank you for your time, Riley. We've seen yeah. early, uh, the gentlemen who've joined us, uh, we've seen uh, early and, and promising results. We've certainly seen great um, behaviors, great attitude. They're building and uh, applying the techniques that they learned from your training program and incorporating that with the techniques that we, we teach and apply here. And, and we are already seeing rapid and early success compared to the peers um, you know, what we believe is they will quickly, um, they're, they're working well with their peers and, and, and sharing what they learn, which is great. But we think, you know, they, they will quickly um, move up and improve the value of your course even further. We, we certainly, uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of what I've seen so far. So with that, I wanted to thank you for you know, having a chat with us, letting us know what you're doing, how, how you're doing it and, and the overall objective, really. So uh, how can folks get in touch with you, Rally? Yeah, the easiest way to do it is just go to our site, mysalesplatoon.com um, or salesplatoon.com or salesplatoon.io or .net. We own them all. Um, but, you know, they go to the site and there's good information on there for both veterans and for um, the companies that may want to sign up. Um, and then just schedule an introductory call. You know, I want to get as many people as I can into our program and, you know, to get them transformed through this. And it's both a heart piece and also a good ROI for companies. So, right. you know, we say, hey, hey, learn about it. You know, if you can create your own program, great. I, my job is to get, you know, 2,500 veterans a year out each year into sales roles. And, you know, the, your, your guys' endorsement and, you know, the, you know, being an early adopter of us, you know, really appreciate it. And, you know, I know that two people that are loving the culture. Uh, Esker has, you know, got an incredible, you know, ethos and really takes care of their people. And, uh, you know, knowing they have a leader like you, uh, it just makes it easy for me. I know I feel confident that when they go to a company like yours, that they're going to have a good experience. So, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate you and taking an interest in our guys. No, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for some kind words there. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, keep up the good work. So thanks very much, Raleigh. Thank you to Dan and Raleigh for being our guests today. Like Raleigh mentioned, whether you're a veteran interested in a sales career training or a company with a hiring gap, you can learn more about Sales Platoon at mysalesplatoon.com. And as always, if you're interested in learning more about Esker, you can find us at esker.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you next time.